Welcome back to Podcast 51, your Central Michigan life home to all that is creepy and weird. I'm Tom Delore. I'm Amir Bankston. And just a general warning about the podcast that we like to give is that just because we're covering this kind of stuff does not mean we necessarily believe it. It's just interesting uh, to cover. Um, this week, um, like a, a couple weeks ago, this one's going to be important. That warning's going to be important because this is actual... I wouldn't say it's conspiracy, but it's a real thing that happened. Um, all, some of the details maybe are a little bit fuzzy, but the overall idea of what we're going to talk about was a real thing that got declassified. All the documents are out there and released. So this is actually a true thing. This happened. Um, and the episode is about, um, more specifically, it's going to be about Operation Northwoods, which is a false flag operation. Um, but we're first going to talk about Operation Mongoose, which was kind of the larger structure that was surrounding Operation Northwoods. You're um, telling me it's not an operation about those little scooters? What? Um, Mongoose does not just make scooters. <laughs> they don't? They make bikes, too. Well, they probably just make They just make stuff scooters like to me. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll dedicate more of an episode towards Operation Mongoose as a whole, probably when we talk about Castro, because there's just some wild stuff there that I think would be interesting to cover. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. So Operation Mongoose um, as a whole was approved by JFK in 1961, um, but it was, a, it was more the, re, the covert operations against Cuba that was specifically approved then, and that was led by U.S. Air Force General Edward Lansdale after the failed Bay of Pigs invasion. Um, and it was a secret program against Cuba, also called the Cuban Project, which sought to remove the communists um, led by Castro from power in Cuba. Um, they wanted to cause a revolt in Cuba by October of 1962. Um, and the main idea is that the U.S. felt uncomfortable and wanted a Cuban government that they felt comfortable with, which really seems like they just wanted one that they could control and manipulate into being more like them. Typical America. Because, you know, as we know, Cuba kind of sort of drifting towards Soviet control, and there's the whole Cold War at that time. So it definitely doesn't... I feel like that was more of a pure, it was like, this is, we only wanted to feel comfortable and not like we wanted to manipulate them and control them so they're on our side. Yeah. That was at the time of the whole like, you know, Red Scare. T- sponsor me America. Domino effect, all that kind of stuff. Did you say sponsor you America? Yeah. Sponsor me America. Hey, that'd be cool. That would be amazing. I don't think they'd do that though. Nope. Um, but in 1959, this is two years before JFK approved the covert operations, um, the CIA did not think that Fidel Castro could hold the success, could have a successful hold on the Cuban government, and they feared a, that he would charge more for uh, rent for Guantanamo because we have Guantanamo Bay there, which is a wait, that's naval, in Cuba. Yeah, you didn't know that. I thought that I thought Guantanamo was like in like, like Guam or something. No, it's in Cuba. It's like to, in the Middle we East. Pay, we have to pay rent for it. I it's guess it's really in Cuba. Yeah, it's been in Cuba all this time. Yep. Then how are we able to do stuff? I don't know. I thought there was like a whole embargo. I, I don't know. Bro, I don't what know is the details. Go- I really. So when they went to Guantanamo Bay and Harold and Kumar, <laughs> yeah. the second one, I think, I yeah. never saw it. Where I thought they went to Guam or something. No. Nope. Cuba. I don't even. Yeah, they so were. So there's a Guantanamo Cuba. Uh, I don't know if it's a city, but there's a Guantanamo Bay in Cuba, which is a naval base, a what? U.S. naval base. Wow. Yeah. I'm actually a little shocked by that. Yeah, it's pretty shocking. But but that's, this this Guantanamo Bay specifically, if you if you just us not let's just not talk about the controversy surrounding it. It was a particular point of interest in the with the United States um, for a lot of reasons. One of which that I just mentioned was that uh, the U.S. feared that Cuba was going to charge more for rent, which seems really weird to me to put it that way. But they they really did fear that. This is this is what I'm letting you all people all of you know who have high rent. 
Everything that we talk about after this is what you're supposed to do in this situation. Okay, yeah. Yep. If you have high rent, just do it. All you New Yorkers. <laughs> so they waited to see, the CIA waited to see if Castro was a communist. And at first they didn't think he was, but they did think his brother Raw was. Um, but they still had plans for overthrowing the government. Um, and they started this really quickly after he, became, he came into power. And by March of 1960, which is less than a year later, they decided that Castro uh, couldn't be in power any longer. Um, but this was all a secret operation to overthrow him because if these plans to overthrow the Cuban government were public, um, the UN would have given a big fat no-no on that. Uh, so it was, had to be secret. No. But the plan originally was approved by Eisenhower, and it consisted of forming an organization of exiled Cubans to manage an opposition program um, and begin propaganda work, uh, as well as introducing a paramilitary group into Cuba, which would train and lead any resistance groups as of June 1960. Or excuse me, as of June 1960, there were 500 Cuban exiles um, being trained, which is a lot. Uh, The budget for this whole program was $4.4 million originally. I don't know if it changed throughout, but that seems relatively low. I wonder how much that would be now. I don't know. I should have done the math. Yeah, probably like $600 million. Um, But the paper that Eisenhower signed that, like, approved this whole project was the only report ever issued throughout the entire thing. And this was multiple years, so that's that's pretty shady. But from March through August of 1960, the CIA had planned to change Castro's public appearance by sabotaging his speeches. Um, and we'll focus more on Castro. What are you laughing about? I was going to make a pump saying a little slim shady, but... No? Yeah, no. Um, we'll, we'll get into ca- the way that we dealt with Castro in another episode. But um, they, they wanted to change his public appearance in Cuba by sabotaging his speeches. Um, and such ideas discussed were including using a chemical similar to LSD, which would cause him to flail delusionally and to lace his cigars with a chemical, which would cause temporary disorientation, and also lining his shoes with thallium salts, which would cause his beard to fall out. And on April, 9, or April 16, 1961, the U.S. had 11 targets, um, which they scheduled to be attacked. And this list um, was later shortened to four, but had the San Antonio Air Base, the Campo Liberated Air Base, and the naval air bases at Batan, Batabano and Nueco Garono. What are you doing over because there? Because that's so petty. <laughs> oh, they make his beard fall out? Yeah, like, what is that going to help? Like, how is that going to stop anything? Maybe it's like, wow, he's sickly and frail. What? We can't he's trust him. He's just missing his beard. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> petty America. There was a lot of weird stuff that went on with trying to get Castro out of power. And this was just, like, a really big overview. There was a lot of stuff specifically that happened. This is why I want to dedicate an episode to talking about it because it's crazy Can somebody come out with something like they, they can put in my shoes to make me grow a beard? <laughs> you did, what, Can you take, like, testosterone shots or whatever? Boost that I'm stuff I'm not up? going that far for it. Okay. I'd rather you put some type of powder in my shoes so I can <laughs> grow one. Okay. Well, I don't know that one of those exists. I'm well, sure. Bosley? Does. You can just put Bosley on your face? I could, but Bosley... Might cost a little bit too much, and I'm balling on a college budget, which means nothing. <laughs> um, but this this whole thing, so, so they may just repeat those um, places that they had scheduled to be attacked, um, which were our bases. They, this is a false flag operation. So they had San Antonio Air Base, the Campo Liberated Air Base, um, and the naval bases at Batabano and Nueco Garona. And I don't know exactly where all these are located. I probably should have looked that up. But uh, San Antonio, that's in Texas. So if mm-hmm. San Antonio Air Base is in San Antonio— that's like on American soil, uh, which is pretty great. Like, that's not like on some territory or anything like that, which is still soil, but yeah. it's like, that's much closer. 
Um, like I said, we'll go into um, Operation Mongoose a larger in a larger sense uh, later on when we talk about Castro, probably. Um, but specifically, we're going to focus right now on Operation Northwoods, which was a more specific operation with kind of within or parallel to this. And it was a proposed false flag operation against Cuba. And for anybody who doesn't know, false flag is used to describe covert operations um, that are designed to trick people by making them think a specific group or individual is carrying out certain activities. So with this one, we wanted to trick American citizens um, into thinking that Cuba was attacking us and carrying out these uh, nefarious activities. And so in this specific case, the Department of Defense and the Joint Chiefs of Staff in 1962 called the CIA operatives or called for CIA operatives to commit acts of terrorism against American civilians and military targets and then wanted to blame it on the Cubans, <coughs> excuse me, so we could justify war with them. Um, the plans included assassinating Cuban emigres, uh, sinking boats of Cuban refugees, hi- hijacking planes, attacking U.S. Uh, naval assets or vessels, excuse me, and other violent acts in major cities, including bombings, uh, which is pretty huge. Talking about bombings, hijacking planes, attacking actual citizens, that's pretty, that's really shady. Yeah, that's a really slim shady. I brought it back. I brought it back. Which is probably why it was classified for so long. As slim shady. And it kind of, you know, a lot of these ones that that we talk about are like government plans against its own citizens. Like when we did MKUltra, that was all... That was an operation or a, or a project that was specifically focused on American citizens. And this one's really bad because it's talking about terrorism. You could argue that one is really bad too because that was like torture and that kind of thing. It's always interesting that they got this got approved in the first place. By the way, hmm. I'm going to just mention this. I imagine all the money that they would – if they had went through with this, all the money they would have wasted just by doing this. I mean mm-hmm. you clearly couldn't kill them like – he just died a few years ago, so you clearly couldn't yeah. kill him he anyway. He last year. And you tried a billions of times. So imagine if they just went around blowing up their own stuff that they had to pay for. Like, that's like literally playing Xbox and your friend beats you in 2K. You take the 2K disc out. It's your Xbox. You break it just so he can never play it again. Yeah. You're going to have to it's buy 2K situation. again. You're literally going to have to buy it again. But it's on a wider scale because people are going to die. So yeah. it's not as bad. I mean... No, it is bad. It's worse it's, than the yeah. 2K one. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's literally like, you know, that's really, that's literally kicking someone's sand. Like, you're doing like, you're, you know, it's like, it's like you know, the sand. I'm not entirely following you. I, I'm not following myself. <laughs> I lost myself halfway through it. And it is very small. You talk, like, between the Soviet Union and Cuba, and, and us in Cuba, it seems like the main problem was like that. This has all happened before the Cuban Missile Crisis, too. So this oh, is before wow. things really peaked. Um, and it seems it seems really it does kind of seem petty in that sense that we're it's like really petty, which was kind of the whole communist uh, scare in the fifties, forties, fifties, sixties. That was all really petty too, because I mean, it's this huge overblown fear about communism, which was totally like I said, overblown. But this would have took petty to like petty squared. Well, that we're gonna attack ourselves. Yes. Well, <laughs> uh, you know who this? I mean, I don't want to. It might be too extreme, but when they're talking about World War Two, this is. Similar things happened with Adolf Hitler. That's how he got the German citizens on his side to conduct a war against Poland, which they invaded. Is that they used German soldiers that he disc- that he pretended were Polish soldiers to attack a German uh, broadcasting spot in Poland, um, and then people were like super hating on the on the Polish for a long time, and then they just kept it just kept on building. Yeah, but keyword in Poland, this would be in America, like. <laughs> 
Poland was on its own yeah. thing. We just like had Germany just had a little thing going on there. And yeah. like America, this is us. Well, see, the, the, we just interesting that the part in Poland that they attacked um, was like a part that Germany, I think it used to be part of Germany, and they wanted it uh, to be part of Germany again because it had such a high German population. That's still like not it was, on soil. Yeah, it, you're right. It is. It's huh? not as that's petty one. Yeah. This is petty. No, okay, that'd be petty squared. This is petty cubed. You know? Like, this is a whole nother level of petty. Like, you're going to attack your own people just for them to possibly be like, let's get those Cubans. And then yeah. clearly fail again. Cause it, you and failed. it just made things way worse and between plus, U.S. and Cuba. There's like literally only 70 miles from us. Like, that's not like good enough war area right there. Like, that's very close. That's a secret boat trip. And then there's we got Cubans going crazy and like I don't know mm-hmm. like let me not say Cubans going crazy but like we got people going crazy and like I don't know New York or something or you know mm-hmm. like that's not well that's yeah luckily too close none of these acts Florida. I mean I don't I don't remember seeing any news um, articles when I was searching but none of these acts were actually carried out that we know of there could have I mean that's a, that's assuming allegedly maybe allegedly. something else happened. That we just they never admitted to and was never publicized as much, but none of these acts actually happened for the most part. We did try to assassinate uh, Castro and mess him up a whole bunch. That stuff is definitely true, but the attacks on American citizens and that kind of thing that never happened, as far as we know. And we just failed over and over. But again. one of the attacks are, was a staged attack against Guantanamo, which would be made to look like it was done by Cubans, and then the U.S. would respond by executing offensive operations to secure water and power and destroying artillery and mortar emplacements, um, which they found, which they would find to threaten the base. Um, so basically they'd attack ourselves at Guantanamo and then be like, it was Cuba, and then use that to launch an offensive on a bunch of Cuban stuff. So we could just take it and be like, it was a threat to us. All right. So as a person, as long as it is fine if I go on this quick spiel, as a person who knows his history. Yeah, sure. America. I'm going to look at the camera that's not here. Staring directly into the camera. Having a gym moment. This whole situation could have been avoided if when Fidel Castro originally came to you and asked us for help, and we didn't go like, ah, this little guy over here, get out of here, Fidel, go somewhere else. He's going to lose power shortly. He's not going to live for 90-something years. It wasn't even that. It was when the other guy was in charge, Bautista. Oh, yeah? He was in charge. They were also scared because um, the backups for Castro were... Uh, Shay Guerrero, what is that his name? Yeah, but this and is, and also Raul Castro, who they already thought was more radical than Castro than Fidel Castro. But what happened was Castro comes to us, and he's like, and Batista is like really corrupt, like mm-hmm. extremely corrupt. Castro comes to us first. He says, "Hey, America, you want to help me out real fast and get this guy up out of here, so you know I can take over, and then we can work together. Mm-hmm. We're like literally seventy miles apart. We can work together and like keep this." Mm-hmm. You know, unity. And then America said, ah, nah, son, keep it going. Take that that way. Mm-hmm. And then he left, and he was like, oh, for real, son, I'm out of here. And then instead of the reason why we sent him away is because we had dealings with the other folk. We had dealings with Batista. Yeah, that's the problem is that America throughout history has always been so afraid of communism that they support the other side no matter what. Like you just look at the China incident. 
um, in a similar time frame where it was Chiang Kai-shek and Mao Zedong. And Chiang Kai-shek was the nationals, or nationalists, and Mao Zedong was a communist, and we were like, nope, Chiang Kai-shek all the way, which both sides had their problems, definitely. Mao Zedong was not a very good person. Um, and, but we supported Chiang Kai-shek, even, in, even when he lost and moved to Taiwan, possibly? I can't remember where. Don't, don't quote me on that last part, but right. like, it, it's been a thing historically. Allegedly. But yeah, so we send him away, and he's like, oh, for real, fam? And this is before he's like communist, so he's mm-hmm. like, Oh, for real, fam, that's how you feel? Goes to China, not 100% on if you went to China. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure he goes to China. Goes to China, gives him the same. It was Taiwan. All right. Gives him the same opportunity like, hey, China, I'm about to get this guy Batista out of here. You want to help me out, slide me a few dollars, and then me and you, unity, and then China, see into the future like that's so raven, wash <laughs> reference. They what say, did you say washed reference. What does that mean? Washed is like that's old, so washed. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yes. Well, I learned something new every day. Washed reference. So he says, Hey, that's over. I mean, hey, <laughs> hey, China. <laughs> Can you help us out? And China being the visionary. Well, okay, let's not say visionary. Let's be careful. Let's say China being the that's so raven of the area over there was like, I got a vision. And then he said, sure, dude, let's help you out. I'll slide you a few dollars. Mm-hmm. He ends up taking out Batista, Cuban Missile Crisis. Here we go. In a few years, though. Yeah. This is when America's like, he's communist. No. I would have ripped my shirt off, but this is a nice shirt. <laughs> okay, so going back to the Guan- stage Guantan- the planned stage Guantanamo attack. Um, they were going to attack themselves and then use the opportunity to seize a bunch of resources and stuff and take out a bunch of military um, things like mortars and artillery, but this was called Operation Bingo, um, and the U.S. believed this would give us a reason uh, to use the military to overthrow the Cuban government, which, like we said, was at the time helmed by Fidel Castro. Um, and there were several other several other proposals for simulated or real actions against the U.S., including a communist Cuban terror campaign in Miami um, and Greater Florida, and as well as Washington D.C. This was rejected by JFK, and the government has never admitted that any part of the plan was ever implemented. And following this uh, suggestion, uh, Kennedy removed Lemnitzer, um, who was a chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, following this presentation, and, but he did become Supreme Allied Commander of NATO, so it's not like he was out of power or anything. Oh, man, he was so far away. Yeah, um, this, but this caused um, JFK rejecting this plan caused some military leaders to believe that JFK was starting to go soft on Cuba. And his popularity with this group um, began, his unpopularity with this group began to grow. Um, when this peaked, guess when? During the Cuban Missile Crisis. What? I wouldn't have guessed that. But yeah, um, <laughs> excuse me. The, uh, the documents about all this um, were kept secret until made public I thought this was a really interesting way that it made public. That it was made public, um, but it was made public by John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Review Board, which oversaw the release of documents related to JFK's assassination. Um, which seems like a really weird thing to come out around the time. Like, if, if it was supposed to be overseeing documents related to his assassination, why is all this Cuba stuff coming out? Are they, are they trying to? Were they? suggesting that Cuba potentially played a role or th- or what? Do you think that's interesting? It's either one or two things. Yeah. Please don't come after me for this. 
But one, they could have been trying to make it make him seem not as good. Because by the point he died, he was in very high positive. Like he was JFK. Yeah, yeah. It was that like everybody was loving him at this point. So by the point, like by the time he died, maybe they were. If you wanted to do like try to find a way to say like the government did it, maybe they were trying to like make it. You know, people be like, JFK wasn't that good. Oh yeah, he was a terrible guy. He did this to Cubans. Or option Maybe. two, it was Operation Northwood, but in a different way. Maybe the government, he just gets shot, and the mm-hmm. government's like, why don't we use this opportunity to spin this, try to throw Cuba in there, mm-hmm. so then some people of the American public start going like, Cuba, because they probably, back then you only had newspapers, so they're probably reading the first page, and they're like, what? I think you probably had radio too and and television by the time this is coming out. Fifties, dude. Tom, you're killing my story, dog. Sorry, but you're killing just, my story, man. True. You're ruining my life one step at a time. <laughs> so they're like, we can spin this story mm-hmm. and make it seem like Cuba did it. What? Make it not like Cuba did it. Okay. Make it sound like, uh, I don't know, Cuba. Well, they could have said Cuba did it. Like they mm-hmm. could have been like Cuba was a part of it as a way to be like person listens to radio station they're like footage from uh, i mean new news from the jfk death shows his connections to cuba pause for a little bit dude's like connections to cuba turns the radio off then they go like no uh, cuba didn't kill him but i don't think that's uh, how it works i'm just saying like that then there's the other biggest hook out there and then everyone's like oh my gosh time to stop listening to this yeah that's what they were probably thinking i was with you for a minute there i think that that's a good possibility is that they were tr- they were this is part where they're trying to get uh americans to start hating cuba so if they throw cuba the government even was trying to get americans to turn against cuba so if they throw in that jfk was assassinated potentially by cuba they're not saying it Question but these mark? documents are released at the same time by his uh, assassination records review board which is supposed to release documents related to his assassination so maybe this was their way of getting cuba of turning against getting american citizens to turn against cuba they did, like the 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 maybe yeah, they're like high pitch voice. So they're trying to turn. I think maybe that could be a potential. Yeah. But um, these documents were among 1,521 pages originating from 1962 to 1964 that were declassified. So a whole bunch of them were declassified at the time. Um, and the files were published online by the National Security Archive in 1998. And they were published jointly, or a portion of this was, um, and they were published jointly um, with CNN as part of their docuseries on the Cold War. And then the remainder of the files were published uh, a few years later. This is crazy. Like they would use, try to use this as a way to maybe do a spin, you know. But if you know like I know, if you play Call of Duty Black Ops 1, JFK and Castro end up teaming up to kill a bunch of zombies at the end of the campaign. That's true. And in the Pentagon. Yep, in the Pentagon. So I'm I'm thinking they're more friends than we thought. <laughs> Everybody knows Call of Duty is 100% accurate. 100% accurate. It's where I get my U.S. history from. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, but so there were some related proposals, um, like Operation Dirty Trick, which would be the U.S. blaming Fidel Castro and the communists as a whole if the 1962 Mercury manned space flight containing John Glenn were to crash. Um, this would include uh, the fabrication of so-called evidence that would prove the Cubans ran electrical interference with the craft that caused it to malfunction. 
Um, there was a plan to stage an attack against a member of the Organization of American States so that the attack state would then request assistance from the U.S. and then the rest of the organization um, with stopping Cuba. And they felt, the U.S. did, they felt confident that if um, this plan were to be executed, then they could easily pass a vote in the Organization of American States um, to have action against Cuba. Um, suggested targets for this attack were Jamaica uh, and Trinidad Tobago. Because of their membership in the British Commonwealth, um, they thought that it would be super easy to just for the U.S. to justify war against Cuba. Um, some reports, though, uh, suggested paying somebody in the Cuban government uh, to attack the U.S., specifically at Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. What do you think about all that? Oh, man. All I can say is the 60s was a wild time, dude. There was just way too much going on. It feels like a lot of the conspiracy theories and, like, these declassified documents definitely are all around, like, the same 20-year yeah, period like, of, like, 60s, 70s, and tail end of the 50s. Yeah, like, holy, like, wow. Like, just everything. Just the 60s origin. I couldn't even imagine. It was a terrible time, dude. You can imagine someone in the government just, like, has all these ideas for false flag operations or, like, attacks against U.S. citizens yes. for some gain that just – looking back, you're like, how would this ever work? I mean, I guess you could see how this one work, but, like, you look at, like, MKUltra and you're like, how would – you really think that mind control is a real thing? Like, it's not even that. Like, Or, like, off, this one, you're like, you really think Cuba is that big of a threat to us? Yeah, and then, like, also, like – like who's who's the guy who like has this job? Like his job is to literally just think of like just wild stuff. Like well, it's all people within uh, probably the Department of Defense. Has to be like stuff. a core five though. Got to be you a think core five. Some I guys think it's brainstorming all day long. I think it's a, a bunch of dudes around a table like this, mm -hmm. and they're just like, dude, what do we want to hear some wild that I think we could do? Yeah, mind control. How would we attain it, George? LSD. Bam. Here's something interesting is that do you ever think that like all these documents – this is like 50 years old yes. or 60 years old almost. But you ever think like what if in 50 or 60 years we're looking back at like times like now and looking at events or stuff that were declassified that, and we're like what? What? Like, Do you ever think that that like could be a real thing? The government already has like things like that going on. Like and we right just now? Not necessarily false flag operations because there's some prominent – political news people that have done some really bad stuff with that. Yeah. But um, just, like, weird stuff that they're, like, orchestrating that isn't, like, legit. And, yeah. then, and, and we just don't even know. We're just like, oh, my gosh, it was in the news. Yeah, because, like, 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 this is, like, off. Like, this is, like, weird pull out of the air that I just randomly know. Like, mm -hmm. random fun fact. I think it's France. They have, like, a whole – they have a whole team where, like – I mean, they, there's a part of their government where they have that only looks at, like, alien sightings. Mm-hmm. Their whole task that we is just have, to find aliens. We have something. I don't know if it's part of the government. I think it is, um, or government funded, called SETI, which is Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. I believe um, they, that's what they do. They just like send stuff up into space, and then like radio waves and that kind of thing. But and then they just wait to see if anything comes back. The difference with us and them is France doesn't keep it classified. They, they just, just always declassify it. Mm -hmm. So like, even if they find some, they just let everybody know, like, hey, we went to this. It was crazy, but I, I don't think this is anything of importance. And that is a really good lead-in to what our next episode will be because our next episode is on the Roswell, New Mexico incident.
Oh. Which is all about declassified stuff, potentially, or not declassified. This is all about classified stuff. Yeah. And like high government officials and all this kind of thing. Yeah. And cover ups. Yeah. I always think the government ones, um, while maybe some of them get a little bit more controversial, are the most interesting because there's situations like this where it's like, this is declassified. It really happened. And it's weird to think about our government doing stuff like this like 50 years ago and 60 years ago. It's like all these different tricks that they thought would work and all this different stuff because you're like, this is real. This isn't like, not knocking it or anything. This isn't like the dog man or some lore where you're like, well, clearly that's not true or clearly that's a little bit outlandish. This is like, no, this is all happening for real. So I always think that makes these kind of things a little more interesting It's to like me. It's wild because of the stuff you don't know. Yeah. Like there's really so much you like we think that we know, mm-hmm. but we really don't. Like in the 60s, there's probably that dude who thought he knew everything, but like secretly stuff like this was going down. Yeah. It's weird to like when they – my other question is, okay, and I'm gonna throw this at you, and you tell me what you think about this. All right, I'm prepared. How much of this do you think that we are actually getting? Do you think that they destroyed like the real crazy stuff before they gave it to us? Of this specific one? Of most of the things that get declassified. I feel like this is all personal opinion at this point. Yes, but I feel like part of me is like, well, obviously they're releasing everything because I want to believe our government is 100% good. And also part of me is like, maybe they just release a teens that's not entirely good. Like, this isn't obviously not entirely good. And I wouldn't even say it's partially good. Um, they just give you a teens. They're like, oh, see, we messed up. And they're like, we really got the, everything else is hidden still. But we just gave them a teens so that they believe that it's 100% honest. Yeah. It's a possibility. It's I wouldn't like, say it's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's true either. Bet the house on it. No, I wouldn't bet the house either because sponsor me, America. But I'm just saying, like, just it's like the, it's an interesting thought. It really is. Because, like, how do we personally know? Like, this is every single mm-hmm. thing about it. Like, you know, about when we did uh MK Ultra. Oh, yeah. there was a fire in there. What? Wasn't it like something like they lost it in a fire or something like that? Oh, yeah. All the documents were yeah. stored improperly in another facility and it got like water damage or yeah, something like, like that. Oh, man. We spilled some water on this. And so, yeah, very well, like a minimal, minimal amount of the actual documents from that project were still in existence. Here you go. Here's the stuff we got left over. Yeah. And like, you know, you, you, you ever. Think- I mean, that only came out because there was an investigation. Uh, into Nixon, I believe, yeah. or something like that. It Probably. wasn't even about Watergate, but there was an investigation into something like that, and then it, they were like, oh, my gosh, look at all these documents. And, yeah. That should have been declassified or something like but that. But they weren't. Yeah. So I still think it's weird that we declassify stuff anyways. Like, obviously, there are some things that are time-sensitive that it makes sense to, to keep um, classified for a while, but I feel like why, why, why do we need to hide stuff from the people? Well, for if you're... Technically, if you're thinking you just about want to it, blow their minds that no, aliens if exist. You're, if you're thinking about it in a tactical way, why would you want to give away all your playing cards? What's I'm saying, like stuff that's already done. There's oh, stuff, like certain, things that we've done. There's certain stuff that's time sensitive. Like I said, that it obviously would be very, very dumb to release because then it just mess everything up. But there's certain things that, like, once it's said and done, why don't you just release them? Like you What's mean, the like, point in that? having them secret anymore? They're like, we need enough time to pass, so when we actually declassify them, people aren't mad. Well, yeah, because if you just drop, like, say you do some wild, and you drop that immediately, like a week ago, we did this, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be like, oh, and then the, whoever you did it against, who's still alive, is gonna be like, what, dog? <laughs> See, <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> like, maybe they do release them. It's just super, super secret, and they're just like, no, they're out there now. Anybody can reach them if no, you try. They, I'm telling you, what they the they reason just, didn't they just release. 
I went, we can't. Never mind. They did just release a bunch of documents about the JFK assassination, and that's still like 50, 60 years ago. Well, yeah, they were uh, they were told. And that some they, UFO stuff, I think. Yeah, they were told that they couldn't release that for like 50 years, though. Yeah. Which is like because then by that point, we're over it. Because mm-hmm. we're like, especially now, like we're over it. Because there's much more. Um, a lot of stuff going on. A lot more stuff. Yeah, that's definitely true. A lot true. of stuff that you could show. Well, maybe there's so much stuff going on that the government's like, we don't even need to do any of this stuff because there's already enough wild stuff going on to distract the people anyways. Yeah, or they could be like, why Like, why would we like want you guys to know right now? Like, it's our, it's our, this is our playing cards. We can't mm-hmm. give you guys what it is now. It's like, wait a second. And then when we dropped some, some wild mm-hmm. stuff, like, then you can see what's happening. But for now, nah, dude. They, oh, man, I'm just thinking about, like, how hard it had to be, like, to keep the files when you had to, you know, all like hey, all the trouble you had to go to to, like, delete files back then. Because they, pa- they were paper? All of them were Yeah, paper? like, you had to, like, burn them or I, also, water damage. Also, how hard is it just to store them? That's a lot of, considering something like this, there was, I mean, I guess paper doesn't take up as much space as we might think, but if there's 15,000 documents just related to this one thing, it's like, could you imagine everything that we may have been doing? How many pages there were on MK Ultra, which was actual stuff happening for super long time that was all over the place, and then, like, tons of them were gone, like, just warehouses filled with this kind of thing, and then now it's just, like, on a computer somewhere. And I feel like... I mean, I'm sure there's physical documents somewhere still I for like, backup. I but. feel like now it's, like, a computer, like... It's on a flash drive? Yeah, like... Some guy has like it's probably like five flash drives, and they just something goes left, that's gone. Or there's a book of secrets, as we learned from National Treasure. There's not. <laughs> never mention Nicholas Cage on this show ever again. Nicholas Cage is the one true guy. Never, never mention his name. Wow. Unless he wants to come up here. But other than that, he wants to be on our podcast and talk about everything. How he came up with the inspiration for doing Wicker Man. Don't. And that phenomenal performance. Don't joke about it, Tom. If we throw enough money at him, he'd come up here. Yeah, how much money are you going to throw at him? A couple of nickels? <laughs> exactly. He'd come budget? up here for that couple of nickels, dude. I don't know. He's, he's acting still. He's just in a movie, just in a movie coming out soon called uh, with Salman Hayek about I don't remember what it was about. Exactly. Was Directed that DVD. Fest. If you go. No, it was that Fantastic Fest. It looked pretty good, actually. If you go to Walmart right now, you look inside the, the dollar box that they don't even have you're going to see, like, all Nicolas Cage films. He has had some really bad movies. Uh, I don't know. The, the movie's called Apprentice. Mom and Dad. And it's, this is really off topic, but I'm just, I already mentioned yeah, something. Yeah, it's gone there. But it's, like, a teenage girl and her little brother have to survive 24 hours during this, like, mass hysteria that causes parents to turn on their kids and try to kill them, which I thought sounded super cool. It's got some hike and uh, Nicolas Cage. You're and not like, going to do I'm a like, plug for this movie on this I, show. I'm like... It, I'm like, if it, if, even if it doesn't sound like it's going to be an Oscar winner, it sounds like I'm going to be entertained. No. We're I'm, I'm going to be entertained. You just came on here. You plug Nicolas Cage. By the way, no. Nicolas Cage, sponsor me. Uh, no, don't steal my I'll s- wear your face on my shirt every single day if you just buy the shirts for me. I, I'm low-key would, too. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. You can, we change this I'll podcast name. everything you do. I literally change this name to Nicolas Cage 51. Podcast 51 with Nicolas Cage. With Nicolas Cage and hey, two other guys. Hey, our podcast so we can do this full-time, Nick. <laughs> Nick, can I call you Nick? We're on a first name basis, right? <laughs> Just doing Nicolas Cage shows. Dude, be, dude, I would do a whole podcast on Nicolas Cage. This is our podcast <laughs> about how good Sorcerer's Apprentice is. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, what was that one where he was with uh, with Vin Diesel? Um, the, oh, the, it was like the witch something. 
I don't know. It was not good. It's Season of the Witch. That's what it was. This is how good that Ghost Rider is. Anyways, back to yeah. Do you have any final thoughts on? We can talk about this later. Do you have any final yes, thoughts on Operation Mongoose, Operation Northwoods? Uh, first off, Operation Mongoose was an excellent operation about bike selling that they executed throughout it's America. Still going it's to this still day. Still going on to this day. Go out there and buy your mongoose bikes. <laughs> But I can't wait to sell out on you guys. I really can't. But, <laughs> but no, uh, no. Uh, my last thought is that this would have been one of the most pettiest things America has ever done in history. Mm-hmm. Why would you blow up your own stuff just to maybe possibly get American people to turn on you? And this yeah. is around the '60s, so that's when the peace movement was really starting to yeah, early '60s ramp up. So there's a chance that Americans wouldn't even like wanted to. Go with it. They might have hit you with the love. So, like, and we just come out of, like, World War Two, like, a few, maybe a decade ago. Yeah, also, this is, like, uh, Vietnam War time. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the anti-war movements were going. I yeah. It feels like it was, would have been, definitely would have been a long shot. Um, this would have made it anything, made it go more left. Yeah, Cause that's like, very true. Yeah, hey. so this would have been a waste. And it's, I don't know. It just sounds dumb as I understand what they were going. No, I don't. I'm not even going to lie. I don't understand what they were going for. It just sounds stupid. Like if you, if you would have just handle it differently yeah. than like being super scared of like communism, even though yeah. communism is kind of scary, sort of. It's a, okay. But if you just would have just maybe did some negotiations or, you know, maybe pick up the phone and talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know what, people? If you ever have a, a disagreement with someone, life tip, pick up the phone and talk to them, dude. Instead of just being petty, just pick up the phone and talk to them. Oh, and also, yeah, it's just stupid. It's really dumb. And I know we had a lot of off-topic discussion, yes, but I just wanted to briefly talk about uh, the death, potential death that might happen by the time this episode comes out. Um, because it's related to creepy and weird stuff, and that's that Charles Manson might have died, or might have died by the time this comes out oh, in critical no. condition. Don't if you feel sad about it. I always just think it's weird that there's like people like this that I feel so far removed from that it's weird to think that they're still alive. Yeah. Like Charlie Manson and the Manson family, all that stuff. I'm like that stuff seems like so far, so long ago, and so separate from who, I, from me right now that it just feels weird to think that that person is still alive yeah. and in prison. Tie this back into Northwood. Like, uh, like this wasn't that long ago. If you really think about it, like, 40 years or 40 mm-hmm. to 50 years ain't that long. That's true, especially like, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, that's it's actually... My my mom wasn't alive yet. Mm. Mom was alive hey, in maybe 69. maybe she should be nice to your mom. Your mom was born in 1980. She's a young woman. No, she well, she's, she looks young. You're airing out her dirty laundry. I love my mom. <laughs> it's She would love this because she looks great. Does your mom listen to this podcast? My mom barely. My mom doesn't even have an iPhone, Tom. She has Sorry. a Metro phone. Shout out to you, mom. Up. She can't even use touchscreen barely. <laughs> like shout out to you, mom. Uh, she'll get there one day. Maybe my dad has iPhone though. Does shout he? Does he listen? Probably not. Actually, and wow. that kind of hurts. Your parents will support you. They support me, but like I don't know, man. Like my dad has a lot going on. <laughs> I'm gonna be like take your time and listen to me talk about like I don't know anything. Sometimes I forget that you have parents. 
well, that's kind of that hurts, dude. What do you think I was raised by wolves? You know, you just, you just, I quit. I kind of feel like you were just born at the age that you're at right now. No, I was not. I was I born. It's weird to think of you as a kid. You're really ruining my life right now, dude. <laughs> but my sister may not listen to this, and it, it was her birthday yesterday. Oh, you know, wish her a, yeah. a week and a day late birthday. It said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's let's wrap this up. Uh, as Amir cries, I just want to give you the plugs. You're listening to this somehow, but you can also listen to it on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash cm hyphen life. iTunes under Central Michigan Life Podcasts. Uh, the CM Life website, which is cm-life.com slash multimedia slash audio. You can go to our Twitter. We generally post the links there to the episode as well as relevant source information and just relevant information that uh, about the episode. Uh, next episode is going to be on the Roswell, New Mexico UFO incident. Um, and just a reminder, I know we've probably at this point been doing more episodes um, that are weekly, but just a reminder, we are weekly now. Um, we started out bi-weekly, now we are weekly on every single Friday. Yeah, and while you guys are at home enjoying Turkey, we're up here at CMU. We're definitely recording this right now. Yep. This is live. Yep, live right now on the day after Thanksgiving on Black <laughs> Friday. We're about to go out and watch the football game. On Friday? Yeah, there, there's a football game. Oh, CM. Football game? Yep. Central. Yeah, Northern Illinois. Yep. Go CMU Chips. Go watch the game. We'll be there. I'm not going to be there. I'm not either. But but, <laughs> but thank you guys for listening, Amir. Yeah. Uh, stay spooky. Stay curious. And stay awesome. Enjoy your Black Friday. And come see us at the football game. <laughs> 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 <laughs>